0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the D.E. podcast. Me and Akin Rage are back once again. And since the last episode, we've had the play-in, the playoffs, some of the playoffs at least. And we've had some good games so far, um, a couple injuries. Um, so um, definitely some interesting news for you guys today. And before we start, make sure to obviously like and subscribe on YouTube um, and to down on Spotify, I continue to show support on Instagram and all our social media platforms. And I think we can jump right into it. So we will start with the play in tournament. We had the Nets and the Cavs, and the Nets beat the Cavs by seven. We had Darius Garland, who dropped 34 despite the loss. Kevin Durant scored 25 with 11 assists. While wow, Kyrie Irving had a great second half of the game and he got 34 points total. Um, so the Nets are currently facing the Celtics in Game One of the first round. Um, so I wanted to ask you, A. what are your predictions for the series?
1: Uh, for me, at least, I think it could go like either way for Celtics Nets. Even though the Nets are the seventh seed, um, just because like Kyrie not playing the whole year is so weird um, for the Nets, at least. And this game, obviously, right now at the score, I think it's like um, it's eighty-nine, eighty in the third quarter so very close I think the series will go at least six games
0: yeah I think it's kind of tough because not just with the teams being tough but also with you know Kyrie Irving being with the whole Boston situation um so everyone's like everyone's like booing at him when he has the ball so like it's it's definitely tough more in in Boston for Brooklyn um but I think when they go when the series um goes to Brooklyn I think it's going to be harder for Boston as well. I mean, it's, I think it, it all makes sense because it's home court advantage, obviously. Um, but another important um, fact is that Ben Simmons is supposed to come back between games four, five, and six. So like you said, this game, I mean, it could, it's probably going to be like a six, seven game series. So if he comes back, what are your thoughts? Like, will he actually help the team? Will he make the team worse with his 1% three point <laughs> shooting career?
1: <laughs> um. I don't honestly, I don't think like there's not much he can really do, in my opinion, at least. Because here's the thing he hasn't played all year, he hasn't played since last year in the Eastern Conference semifinals, which is Atlanta. So, to come back into a playoff game and try and like get rid of all the rust and make have a good debut, I, I don't think he's gonna really do anything too crazy if he does play. He'll probably like play 10, 20 minutes and just maybe have a few assists, maybe score. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're out like a, like imagine you're out for like a year with an injury and then you come back and your first game is like a playoff game, probably a crucial playoff game in that moment. So um, I guess another series that's very, it's going to be very fun to watch the Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves beat the LA Clippers by five in a nail biter. Um, Paul George did play well, but they had to go to the second playing game despite the loss. Anthony Edwards scored 30 and he makes his first ever playoffs against the Grizzlies, and honestly, what are your predictions on that series
1: even after the first game? Um, so for me at least, I feel like this this series, the Grizzlies versus the Timberwolves, that's probably the one that could go like either way out of any of the series right now, except yeah. for maybe Jazz Mavericks. But um, like, because even though the Timberwolves are the seventh seed, they've been playing so much better since the All-Star break uh, that they could probably be like a five seed, four seed. And the Grizzlies, are obviously, they're also really young. Um, they just made their playoffs first time last year. And then this year, they're the second seed. So I think it's just two young teams and it could go either way.
0: Yeah, and they're the two youngest teams, I think, to ever make the playoffs. I think that's what it said. Um, but, I mean, based on game one, it's going to be a really tight series. Um, yeah, honestly, I think it can go either way. And, I mean, every single series right now can like go either way, obviously. But again, this one, this this one plus maybe Nets Celtics would be those two series where it's like anything can like actually anything could happen. Um, and it's also like Anthony Edwards really wanted to be in the playoffs. He had not hit now is his time, so he's obviously taking advantage of it so far. Um, also, another team in the playoffs. We have the Atlanta Hawks. They dominate. Like I, I, I'm, I'm being serious. They dominate the Hornets by twenty nine points. And Trey Young has a good game, double-double. Miles Bridges gets a nasty ejection, and he throws a mouth guard at a fan by mistake, obviously regrets his actions later. And then after the game, in in his post-game interview, Lavelle Ball said that he is frustrated that he has to wear number two. He will most likely go and switch to the number one jersey number next year. So I have a question. So in the next maybe, let's, let's just say like three to five years, do you think the Hornets will make it past the play-in
1: tournament? Ooh. Okay, here's the thing. The, the Hornets this year, because they're the 10th seed and they were outside the playoffs, they'll still get a lottery pick. So I feel like if they can draft, like, what they need is a center, and I think we talked about it a few times. Like, if they could get some, some center, maybe from the draft or through a trade, like Miles Turner or something, um, if they can do that, then I could see, like, next year, they could probably be, like, a top eight seed, probably the eighth seed itself um, in the Eastern Conference because LaMelo Ball is just going to keep getting better. Miles Bridges is also very good. They have young players, P.J. Washington. Um, I'm trying to think who else. But I think they're a very young team, and I think they'll just get better and better. So I think they will make it past the play and even possibly next year if they make the right offseason moves.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, after I mean, obviously being living in Charlotte, I mean, I've heard many opinions. Like, some people are saying that you know the team didn't play well. Some people are saying it's James Borrego's fault. Some people are saying it's Michael Jordan's fault because he needs to sign better players. So it's kind of controversial. In my opinion, I mean, I think I've watched the team many times. The team's good. I mean, Lamelo Ball is amazing. I mean, this the way he can move the ball around is crazy. And then Bridge is kind of his partner in crime. And then also Terry Rogier. Um, but Ma- Mason Plumley is just, I mean, I can't, I, I don't want to say he's a liability to the team, but he's not really helping them in, in a lot of ways. Montrez Harrell is on the bench below Mason Plumley, which is kind of, in my opinion, although Montrez Harrell is like, what, six foot nine? Like he's not that tall for a center. Like he should probably be in Mason Plumley's spot because, one, he's probably stronger. Um, and two, he, you know, he looks like he wants to be out there. So I think the Hornets need to get a good center in the offseason. Um, after trading away is Smith for monstrous Harrow, they probably need another guard to be on the bench, that go-to guard. I mean, now they have James Bucanet, who was their draft pick last year, drafted 14th, I think. Um, but they definitely need to make adjustments there. Um, but, you know, even as a shot, I'm not saying, I'm I'm not, I'm not even a Hornets fan, but, like, It would be fun to see the Hornets do well. Um, But also, I think we can go continue with the Hawks. The Hawks go on, beat the Hornets, dominate. They come back from down 15 to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers by five. Trey Young has the largest scoring second half of his career, which is 32 points, and he finishes with 38. So, obviously, a disappointing first half. The Hawks set up a matchup with the Miami Heat. So... Honestly, well, overall, what are the predictions? And could the Hawks upset the one seed?
1: Um, no, <laughs> it's not, I don't think it's going to happen. No. We're going to talk about game one a little bit later, but I think that just kind of showed the Miami Heat are just way better than the Hawks. And, I, you know, out of everything, I, I think that he will probably sweep them or, or the Hawks will get one game um, off of them. But what I really feel, I feel bad for is the Cavs because the Cavs were like the third seed um in January not even after
0: January th- like March
1: yeah yeah even in March I think they were really high they were top five then they got they lost Evan Mobley Jared Allen was go- gone down Darius Garland got injured for a little bit so they slipped all the way down to the eighth seed um after losing to the Nets and now they're out of the playoffs when honestly I think they really deserve to be there because they were a really good team for basically three fourths of the year and then just suddenly had a lot of injuries
0: yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about the play and there's so much controversy over it. Like, Oh yeah, the Hawks are good. They deserved it. Oh, the Hornets deserved it. Maybe they could have, you know, gotten it or like, Oh, the Nets and Cavs, like they deserved it the most. Like they, they there's, why would they have to play, you know? So that's the whole beauty of the playing tournament. Like I think more NBA teams are more concerned now about like getting to the playoffs and not being in the points, so, which is good because it, I think it actually makes it urge more because there's some teams who are like, okay, top eight seed, it's okay. You know, if, if, if we're the seven seed, we play the two seats. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of controversial about the whole point tournament, but you know, that's the beauty of it. And it's actually, I think it's a good way. I mean, also there's more pressure in the point tournament, I, I, although it's not as much as the playoffs it's the playing tournament and it's, it's to get into the playoffs, like the last stretch, um, So I think many teams just have to go there, and I think, yeah,
1: yeah, and like I actually remember, I think a few days ago I saw something on Instagram. It was like Draymond Green was like, um, Draymond Green obviously is very vocal. He talks a lot about the NBA, the rules, everything. This is his own (laughs) podcast, Um, but he was like, "If you hate the play-in tournament, you should not be watching basketball." He was like, "It's the best part because the games um, they have a potential. Like the Cavs Hawks game, they could just be really thrillers, and it gives chances to teams that." you wouldn't expect, like for the Hawks example, if, if there was no play-in tournament, they would be the ninth seed. They would have been eliminated. But now they've been able to climb themselves back into the playoffs. And, I mean, although I don't think it's going to matter to the Heat very much, um, it's good for the Hawks to at least make it, I guess.
0: Yeah. And then also for the playing, we had the New Orleans Pelicans Beat the Clippers to make their first playoff since 2017 or 2018, one of the two. Since Anthony, since a Disney was on the (laughs) Pelicans, and we had Brendan Ingram, which dropped 30. In his post-game interview, he said he's super excited about showcasing his talent in the playoffs, and they're playing against the best, the Phoenix Suns. 66 wins, I believe, in the regular season. That's like better than like the 2017 Warriors. So the question is. Will the Suns sweep? And two, is there a chance
1: that Zion will come back? Okay, first question. Sun will the Suns sweep? Yes, the Suns will sweep. because uh, they've just they're literally the Suns are so good this year. They're like the they're like the Warriors of twenty seventeen, they're like the Rockets of twenty eighteen. They, they they were just good the entire regular season. We already know what they've done. They made it to the finals last year. So I think this should be an easy series for them, especially with no Zion. And the Pelicans honestly got worse this year from last year because they got rid of you know, Lonzo Ball, um, Devontae Grant, everybody. But um, for the second question about Zion coming back, I think it's like a Ben Simmons situation again where it's like you're coming back after a year of not playing. Um, you obviously might be fully healthy, and you can probably, definitely probably – I think Zion's more likely to put up good numbers than Ben Simmons. But <laughs> – it's like, I don't know. I don't think that he can make that big an impact, especially when he, it's like, oh, yeah, game four, they're down 3 0. Zion comes back. <laughs> like, what's, what's the point?
0: That's <laughs> yeah, like more hype about Zion coming back than the Suns making the second round. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I saw something, actually, I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, apparently, Zion was like, I don't know if you've seen, like, Zion's been posting, like, him doing 360 dunks and like yeah. between the like dunks um in his rehab. And, like, I'm guessing that he's doing that because he really wants to come back. But, like, the Pelicans are like, no, don't come back for, like, three games in the playoffs and risk an injury. So there's, like, a difference there.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it, too, on Instagram where they were – yeah, I don't even know if it's a false source or something, but they said that, like, Zion and the Pelicans are disagreeing upon, like, his return date because I think Zion probably wants to return, like, ASAP like right now. But the Pelicans are like, no, you, you can't. It's going <laughs> to risk You're gonna – you're going to risk another injury just come back later. Um, I mean, that would be cool if it's like Pelicans are down 2-1, Zion comes back, you know. Um, Yeah, it's kind of strange in my opinion about, like, Zion and Ben Simmons because we've never really seen it before in the NBA about, like, those, like, those guys, like, especially the Ben Simmons. Zion is more understandable. He got – one, he got injured, two, he was overweight. So, like, he kind of needed to, like, go rehab. Ben Simmons like come on you lose and people are taunting you just can't come on like people are taunting the warriors after losing in 2016 to the cavs all 3-1 lead or imagine the like K, even like KD when they blew a 3-1 lead to the warriors like but they're just going to go back and it's it's not supposed to make you quit it's supposed to give you motivation right um but speaking of the Nets, they actually just went on a humongous run and they're like one, they're down one, they're, they're down by one. But um, we'll go, we'll go to the playoffs. So in the playoffs, yesterday was day one. We had the Utah Jazz. They beat the Dallas Mavericks. I'm not going to say shock because I think they were supposed to win the game. They beat Dallas by six in Dallas. Luca was out with a calf strain. The team actually, in my opinion, I watched the game. The team actually played pretty well. Um, there is optimism on if Luke is going to come back in game two or not. Um, and Tim Hardaway Jr. was also out for game one. So how will it like affect the team? Um, I think I'll start with my opinion about this and like the rest of the series also. Yeah, I mean, yesterday, like the, the Mavericks played really well. I mean, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson were the, that duo. But I think I, I remember I listened to the commentators talking about it where they said, that Spencer Dinwiddie and Jaden Brunson were the only scorers for the team, and they needed more people around them. Like, And that's kind of what, what Tim Hardaway Jr.'s role is. I mean, Luka's obviously the front runner, So I think Luka and Tim Hardaway kind of affected scoring-wise or at least like more pressure on the other team for defense. Um, but for the rest of the series, I think it's actually going to be a close series, in my opinion. I think Luka, I mean, if he doesn't come back in Game 2, he'll come back Game 3. Obviously, it's going to be tougher because you're playing in Utah. Um, and that's obviously bad because they have home court. But um, I definitely think that you, that Dallas has, can make it a close series with Luka out. But I think when Luka comes back, I think it's just going to be sweep. Because Really? Might, yeah. Not a sweep like 4-0, right? It can't it be Like 4-2, you mean? 4-2, yeah. Wow. Because the, even though the Mavericks lost, they lost by – think about it. The Jazz. Mike Conley. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Royce O'Neill, and all. I'm for probably forgetting people. And the, and the rest of the Jordan Clarkson. Team. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson lose to who's the best player? Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Two guys. Okay. They were, they're, I mean, no, they're not bad. They're good. But you have an all star in Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., your two best players. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably, maybe, okay, fine. Maybe top three, top four. are their, their top two of your, your top three or four players are out. And one of them is your all is your leading scorer and your all star, and your every like, like without him without him you would be probably one of the worst teams in the league. So like, it's kind of I think if Luka can like come back, I think that's going to be like. I'm not saying it's going to be like 15 game like they're going to win. It's going to be over, but I think that like, Dallas is going to like take it like six games
1: yeah i i think they could go like three ways basically like the first way is like if the if the if luca doesn't come back like let's say he comes back game three or like no he comes back game four like instead of game three and the jazz are up 3-0 i think that jazz could win that then
0: yeah oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah like yeah. like they'll get the they'll win that um but i also think like honestly considering how like it was a six-point win uh when you have rudy gobert donovan mitchell and mike conley starting for you um against the Mavericks team obviously that's like heavily injured um, I think there could be like a situation where the Mavericks like the Jazz they lose the next game like they lose game two Luka comes back if they just win four straight or something because it's weird because like the Jazz they they kind of need this more than the Mavericks too because I have a feeling if they lose this first round series like Rudy Gobert is getting traded to I don't even know where, but he's, he's out. He's on the next bus out of Utah.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read the starting lineup. So Utah had Donovan Mitchell, Bo, Bo, Bo John Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal. And then you had Jordan Clarkson, Hassan Whiteside, Juan Hernan Gomez off the bench. Dallas, you had Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Ben Powell. Or Dwight Powell, sorry. And then off the bench, you had Max Kleber, Davis Bertons, and... and um. And uh, what's his name? Trey Burke, actually. And then they have Boban, who's injured. You have Frank Toquino, who's injured. Luca, Tim Hardaway. Like you had like a good amount of guys that are injured, and they only lost by six. And Dallas was was only down by two at the half, and and then Utah put a little bit of a stretch in the third quarter where they went up by eight. But I think we've touched good. I think we've touched a good amount upon them. Upon that game, I think we can move on. Um, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. They shocked Memphis in game one as they win by 13. 131-17. <laughs> Anthony Edwards dropped 36 in his playoff debut. Chemistry was great, in my opinion, for Minnesota. I was able to watch like the second half. In my opinion, if they keep it up, they have a significant chance mm-hmm. to upset. Sean Moran drops 32. I'm trying to debate what Memphis needs to do to kind of improve in the in in the series overall. Um, but again, both teams are unexperienced. Memphis may have just—I mean, obviously, Memphis has like a tad more because they went to the playoffs last year, and everything. But you know, at the same time, like the yeah, like both teams don't have a lot of experience, so it can honestly go either way, in my opinion. But I think what needs to be improved is just overall. Like, the the Grizzlies need to just improve their game. I, I didn't think – yeah, I, I didn't – they didn't play well. They were, I think they put too many turnovers. I mean, I, that sounds, like, so obvious, like, they, but, it, yeah, it's why they put too many turnovers. I mean, it was actually a high-scoring game, 117 to 130. That's, that's They both scored a, a lot of points. Um, but I'll read, like, for Memphis Grizzlies, they, Dylan Brooks also played well. He had 24. Steven Adams had the little zero, the zip zero. Desmond Bain did have 17 and Jaron Jackson Jr. at 12, but their bench did not do what they bent. They had if, other than um, Brandon Clark, nobody else had more than like five points. So I'm still kind of thinking like how, what happened.
1: I think like, here's the thing. Um, I just think the Timberwolves, like, it's a very – it was a very high-scoring game, like 130-117, uh, to 117, sorry. So, like, on the defensive end, they're both not really, like – oh the Grizzlies are supposed to be pretty good, but the Timberwolves are not good on the defensive end. But I think it was the offensive side where, like, you didn't just have Anthony Edwards doing – he obviously had a really good game. Cat also had a good game. Jesse Russell had some nice buckets in the first half. Um, so, I think the Timberwolves in that big three um, – can do so much damage offensively that they were just able to like outscore the Grizzlies, um, if you, like step of step for each step of the game. Um, but I feel like if the Grizzlies really want to uh, do some damage, I think they could easily uh, try and shut down Cat because he's it's been done before. The Rockets did it in 2018 um, against the Timberwolves. Cat was having a great season; he got an All Star, but then in the playoffs they just shut him down. and He did not have great numbers at all. So if they could slow down Cat, um, I think then you can let Anthony Edwards get his numbers, but the team itself is going to be easier to beat.
0: Yeah, in the first quarter, both, like, Minnesota went on a good run. Like, they started out aggressive, and Memphis wasn't ready for that. So um, they definitely paid for that. Um, yeah. Okay, so Sixers-Raptors were going to skip. Scare... no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, the my, best topic okay, of the day. You read it. I don't want to read it. I'm too embarrassed. All right.
1: Okay. So the Philadelphia 76ers, the fourth seed of the East versus the Raptors, who are the fifth seed, uh, they won. The Sixers won by 20 points yesterday, an absolute blowout, 131 to 111. Um, And as if that wasn't bad enough, Scotty Barnes, he twisted his left ankle, I think during the fourth quarter of the game, actually. So like near the end itself. Um, and his x-rays came back negative. He's having an MRI today, today, but we'll have to see if he plays in game two, and he's obviously a crucial piece of uh, the Raptors. It's him and Fred Van Vliet were kind of that one, and Pascal Siakam, that big three punch um, for the Raptors, and he's so good for them on the defensive end. He's like their anchor, so we'll see how that affects them, but according to Daniel, the referees were really bad, And that was the main reason why Fred VanVleet and Chris Boucher fouled out of the game. Um, Tyrese Maxey had a really good game for the Sixers. He scored 38, very efficient. I think he missed only like six shots total or something. It's like five for eight from three. Um, He had a great game. But Joel Embiid and Harden actually did not have that good games. Like they both shot pretty terribly. Harden was like six for 17. Joel Embiid was like five for 15. So Tyrese Maxey really kind of saved them. Um, so, yeah, what are your predictions for game two and the rest of this series? I know you were saying that the Raptors were, like, easy win yesterday, but obviously that didn't happen.
0: All right, come on, not easy win. Listen, <laughs> even my dad said the Raptors was bad. My dad never says the Raptors <laughs> is bad, but he said it was bad. It was mostly on Embiid. Like, Embiid fouled so much. He was elbowing. Even when he, like, stepped on Scotty Barnes' ankle, they didn't call a foul, they called a tech on Van Vliet, and then, and then Siakam tried to like shove Embiid, which made sense because Embiid's a dummy. But, <laughs> but game two, Raptors are gonna win. I have faith they will. We're gonna come uh, back, we'll see. We're gonna come back with anger, with um, with urgency. The refs will probably be better, and we're gonna win. And then we're gonna bring it back to Toronto, go up 3 1. And win in five or six? Six. Six.
1: I think the Sixers will win in six. Hell no. Uh, we'll see. I think I think they got a chance though, because um, I don't know if because if Scottie Barnes doesn't come back, that's a big blow.
0: Yeah, but Tyrese Maxey had one good game. He's not gonna play like insane, you know. And yeah, if he but- does, okay. If he does, then good for him.
1: It might be Joel Embiid though, like that might be the next. He might go off for forty next time. Never know. So yeah. Anyways, we'll see what happens with Game Two. Uh, Daniel's obviously really hoping for a nice big win. But moving on, another another blowout by twenty. Actually, the Warriors just rolled past the Nuggets. Um, despite Clay and Curry not really having, um a significant impact in the game clay had only five points um and curry had a minutes restriction he still did score 17 but obviously nothing close to what he usually puts up uh, but the real bright spot was the man jordan Poole, who in his playoff debut dropped 30 points he was on fire he was making threes from like five foot five feet outside the arc um, he was just going crazy Nicole Jokic, he's always going to be good. He's probably going to win that MVP. He had a triple-double in the playoff opening, in the playoff opener. But, again, he really does not have any help at all. Uh, I was watching some of the third quarter of this game. It was just like Jokic runs down the floor, sets up a play. The Nuggets missed, like, a wide-open three, like, wide-open layups. The Warriors came back, and they just scored. And that just happened over and over and over. The league just kept getting bigger, so. What are your predictions for this series, Daniel?
0: I think based on how the Warriors played, because it's not like – I think Steph Curry, like, it's he didn't play perfect yesterday. And same with, like, Klay Thompson. So I think that the Warriors will win the series. I mean, obviously, we don't know how it's going to be when the series shifts to Denver. But I think the Warriors will take it because, I, I, I mean, based on how they play with the chemistry and everything – like even though like their star players and he didn't play well, it was like still amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I get, but I think I think it'll be a sweep. No. I think, yeah. Or five? Five.
0: I think it's be five maximum six, but also update on the raptors. Um <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> Scott Scott, so we have some really bad news. So Nick Nurse said that. Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., and Thaddeus Young are all doubtful for tomorrow.
1: Oh, Philly's a... gonna be up too long?
0: <laughs> no. Oh man, so that's Van Vleet, Siakam, Birch, Ananobi, Boucher, and Brooks, or something. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be tough, but I think we can just move on. I feel like I'm kind of like taking over, um, but we have the heat. They demolished. And when I'm saying demolished, I mean demolished. One fifteen to 91. Troy Young finishes with eight points. Not a good start to the playoffs for him. And actually, even though the heat won by a lot, Duncan Robinson had, had a play at a playoff career high, 27 points, eight threes. Tyra Hero and Bam Adebayo both struggled, both of them with only six points. So based on how they played today, how – like, will the Hawks come – one, will the Hawks come back from, from the per- disappointing performance? And, yeah, like, will they win this – will it be, like, a, a tighter series or will it be, like, a sle- I think we already kind of talked about it, but what do you think?
1: No, they're not going to come back because they're not really good defensively. Clint Capella's gone. He was, like, their main rim protector. So I think Miami's just going to run through them. And four.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. Four or five. Um,
1: yeah, it'd be funny if they won, but it's not gonna
0: happen. Yeah, like go uh, like they like, should bring back twenty twenty one memories and like go off like they had been. Yeah, like imagine yeah. they
1: made back to the conference finals. That would that
0: would be hilarious. Yeah, but they're not gonna beat the Raptors in the second round.
1: You said the Raptors are getting to the second round. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. It's not looking good right
0: now. Yeah, injury wise, we are not looking good. And then the Celtics and Nets games happen. The Nets are 13 to 2 run. They're up by five with five minutes left in the game. So it's definitely tight, but yeah, I mean, so far it's a interesting playoffs. There are a lot of like a lot of people are getting crushed. And then they're upset a couple of upsets, maybe um and close games so in my opinion it's a roller coaster of a playoff so far Kyrie Irving already has 34 points um but yeah I think it's going to be interesting even even if it's not I mean even not even watching your favorite team like it's the one time of year where the games are actually all interesting you you can watch other teams um so yeah yeah uh
1: the Brooklyn actually for that game, Brooklyn has scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. The Celtics have scored six. So yeah. tough. Um <laughs> tough. <we'll see. laughs> I think What's I tough? think the Nets could easily upset them. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh.
0: Oh wow. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the Nets could. And actually, while we bring it up, what are your predictions for the other games? We have the Bulls and the Bucks. We never talked about the Bulls or the Bucks. We did talk about the Suns and Pelicans, but we never talked about the Bulls and the Bucks. What are your predictions for tonight?
1: Uh, I think the Bucks like pulled them out by like 30. Because, like, here's the thing I watched, I actually watched, because I like, I like uh, DeMar DeRozan a lot. So I watched like a bunch of Bulls games and I watched two of the Bucks versus the Bulls. And it was literally just the Bucks destroying the Bulls both times. So I feel like it's just going to be more of the same. Um be honest, like, the Bulls don't have Alex Caruso, Alonzo Ball. Playing for oh, them. They don't.
0: Oh, they don't have Caruso.
1: I think he he's back, but he's not been the same. That's what I mean. Like he hasn't. He wasn't. He like he wasn't. He hasn't been as good as he was. Um, like for the first half of the year, Lonzo Ball's obviously just literally been gone. Um, so they lost two of their main defensive guys. Nikola Vucevic, um, is going to get dominated by Giannis at the rim. Yeah,
0: um, and Matt and Matt Thomas is out. That's one of your. That's one of their backup guards. So it's going to be so,
1: interesting. I think unless like DeRozan and and uh, Zach Levine are like going off, uh, I, I think it. I think it'll be Bucks in five.
0: to in Bucks in five, maybe six, maybe.
1: Yeah, there's no way they. There's no way they lose though, because like they literally just won the championship. They they know what it takes. Yeah, and it's like the same team from last year, so.
0: Yeah, it's true. Wait, who did the Bucks? The Bucs played. Who did they play first? They played who did they play first round last year? I know that I know they played Brooklyn in the second
1: round.
0: Wait, what?
1: Who did they play first?
0: That's crazy. (laughs) Wait, how do I not remember? Oh, wait, they played Miami. Yeah, they swept Miami. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because Miami wasn't good. Oh yeah. It's so weird.
0: Yeah, they swept Miami. They beat Brooklyn with a well, one shoe size away from be- from going to the conference <laughs> finals, beat the Hawks in six, and then beat, beat the-, the... Suns in six. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, guys. I think that's going to end the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys, you know, found some fun in listening. And also, hope you guys are going to enjoy the NBA playoffs. Um, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and do everything you guys always do on social on the other social media pages. And with that being said, me and Aikerch will see you guys next time.